Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through empowered love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi, I'm Mel and welcome to Empowered Love Radio. And this week's radio show and article is called Leaving a Narcissist. And I really wanted to do this even though I've already done two previous articles and radio shows on this topic, because lately so many people have been asking about this. And I can only hope and pray this is because more people are realizing that this is what they need to do if they're going to generate a happy and healthy life free from abuse. So it was my greatest desire in this article to create a compendium of information to help empower you to not only leave the narcissist but also deal with the aftermath of doing so emotionally and practically. During this article I am also providing resources for those people who are at high risk when leaving because of controlling abusive partners. As well as covering off these very important questions, how do I tell a narcissist it is over Do I tell him or her, or do I say nothing? So, as a starting point, and you're going to see a lot of these links on the blog, which is at Melanie Tonya Evans, sorry, blog.melanietoniaevans.com, you're going to see the latest blog where this is. So, as a starting point, if you haven't read my two previous articles, which are three important points you must understand before attempting to leave a narcissist and how to leave the narcissist with your emotions intact. Both of those links will be there for you. And from these articles, you will gain greater insight into how our unhealed parts can keep us in the fray as well as be used against us and render us feeling completely powerless to leave. Now let's have a look at some of the practical issues. When I put a post up on Facebook, I asked people what they would like to know about leaving a narcissist. And understandably, many of the questions were along the practical lines. Because people can be terrified of the future. You know, gosh, I remember that so distinctly myself. All of those feelings of, how am I going to cope? I know what is going to explode when I leave. And how on earth am I going to have the energy or resources to rebuild my life when I feel so diminished, terrorized and sick? And of course, children, property, businesses and family could be all enmeshed and involved 
because leaving a narcissist is really simple. Many people, understandably, can't even begin to fathom how they're going to get through all of that with someone they know is ruthless and does not play fair. And naturally, there are concerns, huge ones, about how co-parenting will go. Even deciding to walk away from a narcissistic family member could incite a terror campaign of smearing and setting people up against you. Triangulation. Of course, all of these very real fears can make people stay because they don't feel strong enough to face it. And when the terror of the future is worse than the terror of the present, we do stay. And sadly, it is often only when we get to a life and death situation that people do leave. And of course, the emotional, mental and physical state they are in makes it very difficult to cope with what is coming. That is when narcissists retain the upper hand and punish people mercilessly. You can see the results of that everywhere through standard abuse forums. That is not the orientation of this community and not what it stands for. This community stands for facing the inevitable and starting the inner healing processes to be in the most solid and whole emotional state possible and preparing to leave. That way you can leave, survive, cope, overcome and then thrive after abuse. And of course, the only disclaimer to that is if you're at high risk and you have to get out. And of course, you know, that's a very serious matter. I promise you that there are many people in this community who have done a lot of work on themselves and who have healed many of their internal wounds and triggers who have come out the other side regarding co-parenting settlements and generating their new lives. Their lives are now clear and unaffected by what the narcissist tried or tries to do. And totally, that is when all the narcissist's power dissolves and all of his or her antics with it, truly. It takes effort, it takes work. But everything in our life that is worthwhile does. And there is nothing more worthwhile than our well-being, our life moving forward, and the securing of a happy, peaceful, loving life for ourselves and our children that is non-reliant on the narcissist. So, on the blog, I have put resources for co-parenting and court proceedings. And there is a list of my articles, which is how to help your children who are affected by narcissists. And parents empowering themselves for their children's sake. Part 1 and Part 2. And there's also a YouTube video link that I put up. How can we help our children who've been affected by narcissists. And then I've also put in a list of resources concerning property and court issues. Which is overcoming pathological lies and how to win divorce, settlement and custody battles. Also the article, How to Make the Narcissist Powerless to Affect Your Life. And there's two, two YouTube videos, which is Narcissist and Financial Abuse and How to Outsmart a Narcissist the Right Way. So let's have a look at the fear of the fallout with others. Another huge fear is the smear campaigns and how narcissists will turn people against you and tear your reputation down. 
Many people know how awful this will be if they leave or experience it when they do. And there is true solution for this also. So I've given two resources in regard to that. One which is my YouTube video, which is a Q&A, How Do I Handle Smear Campaigns? And a blog article, which is a deeper look at triangulation. So let's have a look at this question. Can he or she change? Many people stay in the relationship for such a long time because there may be times when the narcissist shows remorse and it may seem incredibly genuine at these times. I and many people gave the narcissist opportunity after opportunity. I did it with both narcissists because we want to believe they can change. But what we find out instead is that the cycle of violence intensifies and that the periods of everything is wonderful, tension builds, events happen, get shorter and shorter and the events become more and more destructive. It's so important to understand that the only way anyone changes their behaviour is to change their beliefs. Everyone's behaviour is in accordance to their version of the world, meaning the emotional belief systems they developed regarding themselves, others, love and life. If someone is acting in maladapted and pathological ways, it is because they have significant, unresolved inner emotional traumas creating these pathologies. Unless those are addressed and worked through effectively, no matter what declarations the person makes, they can't change. They will always default back to their triggers, unconsciousness and survival behaviour that their inner being takes over with at these times. So I've given two resources about this topic on the blog, which is uh, my article, What Would It Take for a Narcissist to Heal? And is he or she really a narcissist? Laying boundaries and accountability. Let's have a look at when guilt stops us leaving. Many, many people can feel guilty about leaving their narcissistic partner or initiating no contact with a narcissistic parent or family member. This may be because we have been programmed from an early age by original role models to feel responsible for another person's life even when they have been detrimental to our own life. The sense of guilt, obligation and the shame of not being able to live with ourselves or the fear of what other people may think can be crippling. I can't count the amount of times I would be hoovered back in when the end husband would break down and cry and seem like a little boy. I would feel so bad for hurting him and I think surely him hurting this much has to be my fault. I must be a terrible person. It's up to me to make it better. And my whole sense of loyalty was completely skewered through guilt and granted to him, whereas it needed to be focused on myself and my son's well-being, sanity and health. So many of us went through this. I remember also feeling mortified about leaving him behind to deal with himself and his constant disasters. I would say to myself in the good, he would say to me in the good times, I always know life is okay when you are by my side. 
The truth was I was constantly bailing him out. Whilst I was not just drowning and losing resources, but getting battered mercilessly by him as well. I know many of you will relate to what I'm saying because this is a really common hook. Maybe like me, you can realise how many human interactions can be based on guilt. The guilt of not being seen as a good person. The guilt of not taking up our fair share. The guilt of putting people out. And all the other codependent skirmishes we can play out unconsciously trying to be approved of and not feel like a bad person. All because we have not as yet learnt to love and approve of ourselves. This can also have a profound effect on how we parent. I was a parent who could easily be guilted out of trying to lay boundaries. I was trying to earn my son's love rather than making decisions that were much healthier for him that would cause him to healthily respect me and himself. It wasn't until I healed my gaps in this department that I stopped handing power over to him that was disempowering both of us. I hope many of you are relating because this is one of the greatest hooks that can keep us involved with a narcissist and stop us from leaving. Because this is such a big hook, I created an entire module, Module 6 in the NARP program, Release and Heal the Need to Take Responsibility for the Narcissist, to address this. So let's have a look if you are at high risk. So in this article and radio show, I also want to link you up with the resources that are extremely important if you are in a high-risk situation. The following uh, is a previous, I did a previous article and radio show. This was with a very dear friend of mine and she does incredible work on the front line and the link is on the blog. And this is Domestic Abuse Cycle Safety Planning and Support Services with Fiona. So that's a really good resource for you to look up. I would also love to introduce you to another great resource, which is Dr. Claire Murphy, who has the website Speak Out Loud, and I give you her link there. And on Claire's website is a danger assessment test, and the link is on the blog. And that was created by Jacqueline C. Campbell. And it's a valuable tool to assess the risk level you are at when leaving. If you, if you are in, in a high-risk category, these articles are clear are very relevant. Uh, one of them is three things you need to understand to keep you and your children safe when you're thinking of leaving. And the other one is how to stay safe when you leave a controlling partner. And they are both on the blog also an interesting resource to understand the different forms of domestic violence. Uh, the link to that resource is on the blog. So what do we tell other people when we leave? This can be tough, especially when people may have thought that there was nothing wrong. Or maybe because of a narcissist smearing, they think that you are the one to blame. And I know that when we're feeling misunderstood and battered and deceived and victimized, we can be really angry and distressed when talking to people. I remember running into a colleague who knew myself and the, and the narcissistic husband and bailing her up for half an hour, telling her what a monster he was and what he did to me. I never heard from her again. 
At the time, I believed I was totally justified in being so angry and telling her exactly who he was, whereas now I know just how toxic that would have sounded and how justified she was to step away from me. Absolutely, at the beginning of our journey, we are raw, ragged, disheveled emotionally and feeling terrorised. I also believe the sooner we get real relief, which means self-partnering and coming inside to start healing our wounds, the better. And until we get that under control, it is best to vent with people who know what you've been through and who are there for you in that capacity. But of course, this is just short term until you start focusing on your healing. We have a tendency to want everyone else's validation and to hear us when we're unhealed and when we feel empty, broken and needy. Yet unfortunately what happens is our actions cause more of feeling broken, empty and needy. People, like my colleague, turn away and this is that. It is right in as far as our own evolution goes because that helps us realise that where we really need to turn is within. We need to self-partner and release the traumas out of our bodies and heal. When we do that, a startling transformation starts to take place. And we're in a much better place to be real, calm and authentic when we speak to people. We are not as needy for other people to comfort, see and hear us and validate us. And the irony is, when we're in a much more solid place, that is exactly what they start to do for us. Just recently, I went through a separation of someone dear to me that was significant and it happened very suddenly. A differing of values meant our time connected needed to be over. Initially, I was in shock, but I did a lot of quantum freedom healing shifts on it and as a result, received the growth and gratitude of this temporary connection. I then extended into a place of even more expansion, joy and personal truth because of what happened. People who knew me were surprised. It was not what they expected. And because I was able to humbly and honestly share my experience and how it was so correct for my growth, every single person accepted and supported me with open arm, love and full faith and trust in me. The outcome was glorious. The real truth was I had done the work on supporting myself fully first and then all of life in my experience supplied more of that. So my suggestion to you would be to share the truth from a heart space of gratitude, growth and own your part in it. In other words, what was the growth gift in it for you? Or what is the growth you've realised you need to do even if you haven't done that yet? People are very drawn to supporting us when we've chosen to not be victims and that is not in any way discounting what we're going through. And when we support our own healing and growth, it is very hard to step in and want to support someone who is acting angry, toxic and victimised. Yet the amount of support, love and co-journeys that are created when people support their own growth first is astounding. When we do this from a heart centre of authenticity rather than angry ego centre, there is no comparison in how we can be held and heard. This grants us wonderful opportunities to really connect with people. I get to see this every day in this Thriver community. And in order to do so, we need to let go of the ego and hubris and clean up our fears of being judged, 
thinking we're only acceptable because we have a relationship or a model family or a nice home or the right career or whatever we are basing our identity on. Narcissistic abuse is one of the best lessons of giving up false values and learning the ultimate lesson of valuing our own soul. When you become okay with your life and emotionally solid within it, no matter what it looks like, others will too. This takes development. It takes inner work. So the question, do we try to retain a friendship with them? In all of my time in this community, being intimately connected with people before, during and after leaving narcissists, I would have to say I've never heard of anyone having a friendship with a narcissistic ex healthily. The reason being is is narcissists are always on the sniff for narcissistic supply from whoever they can extract it from. So if you are having a friendship, it is likely you'll be used for sympathy, energy, resources, acclaim or even sexual energy. All in unwholesome ways which strip you of your integrity, energy and resources. If you are genuinely shored up and moved on and up-leveled, why would you bother? Yes, you may be co-parenting and maybe even seeing each other at different meetings or events for the children and you may be civil and it may be totally emotionally benign because you've done the inner work and you're now not triggered at all. But would you have this person in your house sharing cheese and biscuits having a chat? And maybe, truly, the relationship was so toxic, pathological and abusive, you may never have anything to do with this person again. I have friends and colleagues in this community who co-parent under strict no contact or very defined, modified contact for that reason. Many of them only communicate through fully accountable communication portals like my family wizard. And I know for a fact that none of these people would be living their healthy lives free of abuse that they do if they were trying to have friendships with narcissists. And the children are much better with such a distinct separation because the non-narcissistic parent has been able to become healthy, happy, free and empowered. So now let's get down to this vital last question. What is the right way to leave a narcissist and I love what this member posted on my Facebook page because it sums up so many of the confusions about how should we leave that echoed all my previous struggles and so many other people's that led us to go around and around and around until we finally really left and I've broken uh, the post up into sections to highlight the main points so and I'm going to interject on some of those points. So this is it. And this is what was posted. A question I had when leaving my ex in was, is there any good way to leave a narcissist? The first time I started no contact, it was by default. We'd both dropped off our communications with each other and by doing so, I thought we'd finally mutually agreed it was over, only to get hoovered back in a month later. Okay, so this is my point here. Often when we do this, even though we're assuming it's over, there's a part of us that doesn't really want it to be. We're not resolved there. And we haven't made up our mind that it is. Hence, we're going to be susceptible to being hoovered. 
Okay, so back to the post. The second time I tried for no contact, I thought I owed us some closure and took the opportunity to write, after being asked, why things weren't working out with us. Well, satisfying on some level, it only reopened things with his promises to address all the reasons I'd shared. So my point here is that when we try to create closure, which means getting the other person to understand or thinking we owe the other person some understanding, this creates something to work with for the narcissist. Either a way to appeal to how they will change or a way to throw back at us what we said, triggering us to hook in to gain understanding again. And then uh, the post goes on with, the last and final time I went no contact, I just literally walked away. Things had escalated once again. The old familiar verbal abuse was compounded with new material and I reached a point where it felt unhealthy and unsafe to continue. While there was no question at the time that this was the right thing to do, I was haunted afterwards with guilt of just dropping off. So this is my point. Here is that old chestnut again guilt. And when we work on that and program, when we work on that programming and reprogram it in our body with NARP, with tools such as the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, it just won't be there. That's the real solution to that. And then the post continues, I didn't reply to any of his future emails, which never mentioned the incident, just let's get together, I miss you, which is not genuine remorse at all. So important to know that. I didn't offer any explanation. I didn't say simply it's over. And I wondered for a long time if that would have been a better way. So this is my point here. This is why it's been final no contact because no explanation, energy, time or answer has been given. Bingo, this is the right choice. There's just that guilt and healing self thing now to attend to and there'll be no regret in doing it this way. And then she said, I'm feeling more acceptance with things now after five weeks, no contact, but that question lingered. Is there a good way to leave an end? So I really hope that my comp commentary has helped here. The truth is this. Yes, there is a good way to leave a narcissist. Don't say anything. State through your actions that you're gone. There is no chance at conversation or reuniting. This means, point blank, there is no amends possible to be made and everything about your life now is about your healing, your settlement, your directions and that is that. Words are not necessary. Silence speaks volumes. And this is vital when dealing with a manipulator who can twist things, turn things and hook you and bait you. You are not dealing with someone who is sober, who plays fair and can, who can act with decency or conscience. Don't judge someone on how they behave when they hoover and pledge loyalty and commitment. Assess them on their lowest possible act because that is what they're capable of. I'm not talking about a one-off poor behaviour when someone is genuinely and fully remorseful, can name and own exactly what they did and how it hurt you and fully make amends and discuss how and why it will never happen again. That's genuine reform and remorse okay and it doesn't happen again 
if it's genuine remorse and reform on a one-off incident. So ask yourself, has the person you are leaving ever confronted their inner wounds and dealt with them directly and for real? And realize that takes huge commitment and effort. Not just a few counseling sessions that haven't even gone directly into the emotional content of those exact wounds. Because if they haven't, they are today just as likely to commit it again. Vitally important. If you need safety planning, make sure that takes place. Then when you leave, create boundaries around yourself and set up no contact or supervise modified contact if children involved and focus fully on your own healing. Sorry, not supervise, modified contact. Um, one where there's a third party if you need it. Then as you heal and transform... I promise you that you will start coming out the other side and you will understand how you don't owe that person anything. You owe your own soul your evolution. And that is the best deed you can ever do in this world and for others. A narcissist included. Because if everybody detached and stopped granting them energy, they could not exist as narcissists. So I really hope that this radio show has helped provide you with many answers and those answers are really going to be on the blog with all of those links and resources. And please also know that I would love you to join me in one of my three keys to thriving after narcissistic abuse webinar groups to help you get emotionally empowered to leave or stay left so that you can heal those things like the guilt. Uh, and the hooks that have been hooking you in. So the address for that is my website address, melanietoniaevans.com forward slash free webinar. And please go to the blog, which is blog.melanietoniaevans.com and I would love to hear your comments and questions about this week's topic. And as always, I will be answering them. So that's it from me. Until next week, lots of love. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.